0: This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.
1: The following program is mildly humorous, slightly entertaining, and may result in temporary blindness, vertigo, and excessive back hair. Listener discretion is advised. And by the way, this is Funny People Talking.
2: everybody, and welcome to another episode of uh, Funny People Talking. I'm your host, Mark Rako, and with me is your other host, Danielle Beckman.
3: That's me, your other host. Hi. Yes.
2: Hello. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel bad, though, because that makes you sound still in some way peripheral as the other host. So how about this? Hi, I'm Mark Rico, a host, and also here, but not secondary in any way, is a host. A host. Danielle
3: Voila. There you go. Thank you. I'm remembering the time when I made uh, You Call Me Mademoiselle Danielle.
2: I'll never forget that. Yeah. It was special.
3: It's special. Because yeah. my name's French, you know. So yes. you got to have the full greeting.
2: Technically, my name's French as well. Mark with a C is French.
3: Mark with a C. I really like Mark with a C. Thank
2: you. Yeah. I had no control over that. It was just bestowed Well, upon you me. do
3: sometimes as we grow up, we can have stage names. Do anyway. You,
2: do you know what my name was going to be uh, if I was a girl? No, tell me. Jennifer.
3: I would have been Nicholas.
2: Wow, Jennifer Nicholas. Hey, it's the Jennifer <laughs> Nicholas show. I'm Jennifer.
3: And I'm Nick.
2: <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Anyway, also here a producer, Elsie. Hi.
3: Elsie, what if do you know what your name would have been had you been a man? No. I'm feeling Gregory. Okay sorry that's my dad's probably name probably still elsie okay yeah maybe like lc anyway
2: yeah like larry crown
3: yeah lc anyway whew.
2: larry crown out of all lcs i could have said i said a tom hanks movie or whatever right okay that's weird uh with us also is a actor <laughs> he's uh he's let me tell you something. If you do not know who this guy is yet, I promise you, you're going to know who he is very soon. Oh, yes. He is absolutely 100% bona fide, all-American, up-and-coming in the entertainment world. His name is Otto Asando. Uh, he is – were you born in Ghana?
4: No. I was born in Schenectady, New York.
2: Ah, Schenectady. I've been in Schenectady. He's Schenectady, New York. His parents from Ghana – but he himself here in good old New York City these days, uh, and about to. Are we allowed to talk about the show? Absolutely, he is one of the regulars in a brand new CBS primetime show, a drama, drama. called yep. the, the, Code. the Code. Yes, Ooh. I can't wait! I can't oh, yes. wait! Yes, and we'll, we'll learn more about that in just a second. But uh, and we'll learn all about Otto and uh, his incredible career and the incredible person that he is. And about his funny bone, uh, in <laughs> yeah, a few we're minutes. Get there. Uh, but for now, we're so happy you're here with us. I promise you, there's a great show ahead. We're going to play a cool improv game called "The Big Announcement." Oh yeah, uh, uh, where small things become quite big. And uh, we're also uh, going to talk about holidays and some that mean something and some that don't. Uh, I also want to talk about a reality show that I've – I wouldn't say I've been hooked on, but has I've become aware of and I'm fearful I will watch another episode. Don't uh, don't
3: live in fear, Mark. No. <laughs> Just succumb. Just let it happen.
2: And I would like to take a moment and explore Elsie's world for a moment at some yeah. point. Uh, I haven't really given Elsie the heads up on this, but um, – Uh-oh. I, I that's even better, I think, so yeah. uh, but first,
3: yes, Mark. I have a question <laughs> I'm ready. What's your Daniel, this
2: happens every show. I, I don't know. know why you look like bracing <sighs> yourself all of a sudden i'm There's gonna
3: this... I might break one of these days. you may break I don't what know. do you have to say to me, Mark?
2: Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say hi no sure. I, uh, I I also wanted to ask you yeah i I noticed that today, uh-huh. You, your shirt yeah. is completely filled with what appears to be hundreds of ping pong balls mm-hmm. just from end to end. Yeah. Like, like you couldn't put another one in there underneath your, your sweater or whatever. Mm-hmm. You were. And I just, I, I know because one fell out and bounced on the floor. Yeah.
3: And wasn't it fun?
2: It, you know, it was. See, it put me that's good what mood. I'm all
3: about bringing fun okay mark can i tell you this
2: i want to know what it's all about
3: i was at a dear friend of mine's birthday party and we played at ping pong at fat cat okay this is just last week and i think i'm pretty good but guess what people you know when people love you and they like give you a hard time about something no i
2: don't know that at all (laughs)
3: okay it's like the pulling the pigtails on the playground that was a lot of peace anyway ping pong (gasps) so i go and i'm playing and i okay we are all we've had some beers blah blah blah. whatever (laughs) anyway i ended up becoming ping pong champion and so what happened after all of this duress after all this making fun of of danielle because i'm an easy target because i'm funny i don't know whatever um i became ping pong champion so They all collected every ping pong ball that had fallen on the ground at Fat Cat, which is kind of gross. You'll notice some of them have, like, some slime on them. I don't know what it
2: is. But
3: they decided to make me a shirt, and I thought I'd wear it tonight because I was ping pong champion.
2: That was your way of showing it off?
3: Yeah, and sometimes they fall and they make fun noises on the ground. So that's my ping pong story.
2: Wow. Okay. Um, Is it true you played ping pong last week?
3: No, I played ping pong six months ago.
2: Okay, so you've had those things (laughs) in your short six months?
3: It was at my friend Morgan's birthday, and she's born June 23rd, and I'm born June 20th, so like, pretty Uh much six months ago. But you know how comedians are like, I was walking on the street last week, and blah, 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 even though you know that story was a year ago? That's what I was trying to do, Mark, and thanks once again. For calling me
2: out. Well, it's just that so often on this show, whatever I say has actually just happened to you or it's a real thing. So I know. It could have been. He'll
3: throw me under the bus and then I got with
2: it. <laughs> All right, Danielle. Uh, before we start the show, officially, mm-hmm. uh, I'm wondering if you have a nerd tip for us.
3: I do, Mark. And... Similar to uh, the very useful tips that I've had in the past, this one I think might actually be a tip that people could walk away with some new and exciting knowledge. So at the beginning, here we are of 2019. So I want to know,
2: Elsie, after this nerd tip, if you walk away with some exciting new knowledge. Let me know, Elsie.
3: Okay? Scale 1 to 10. All right. So I just want to talk about finances because as we go into a new year, you know, January, February, people are starting to sort of, you know, maybe – reconfigure how they spend money, et cetera. So I wanted to make everyone aware of the 50-20-30 rule. Have any of you guys heard of it? Mm -mm. So it helps you with your budget. So 50% of your income goes to essentials, rent, utilities, et cetera. 20% should go to meeting financial goals. So that can be like savings, investments, getting rid of debt, Credit cards, etc., and then thirty percent is flexible spending, which is my favorite, obviously, flexible. because all movies, yoga? travel. I don't, I don't do yoga that much. Do I seem like a person who no, would yoga? No, I just yoga? figured
2: it was flexible spending.
3: Oh my, get out of here. That I was good.
2: That was a good joke. That was only 10 seconds old.
3: Man, yes, that was a good one. Anyway, however, what I will say about this nerd tip is that somewhere in there, I also like to, maybe in the 30% category, I would take out. of that. And I like to give 10% of my money away. So if it's to charity, or if it's literally just to like helping my friend fund their Kickstarter or something, Mm -hmm. that's what I like to do with that. Mm -hmm. So I just encourage you to go home, make a chart, figure it out, get some apps on your phone, and maybe look at the 50-20-30 or the 50-20-20-10.
2: Before Elsie chimes in, I just like to say, all kidding aside, yeah, I really admire that from you in particular because I know that you're not someone that's working a single job with a robust salary and you're just sort of carving off the top a little bit. You work a bajillion different jobs. To I do topple together enough to have a reasonable living in one of the most expensive cities in the world. And then for you to decide that you're gonna essentially tithe 10% of the income off just to help others, even friends. Not even less fortunate people, but just people who may need some help. I think that's a remarkable He's piece smart. of your character. Honestly. Thank you. So This is the last time I'm going to say something like that to you. Yeah, I
3: know. So everyone take this in. Yes. <laughs> a moment of silence. Yes.
2: All right. <laughs> no, so, I appreciate it. Elsie, did, did you learn any...
3: something?
0: Um, yeah. The percentages, I didn't know about that. But like My mom told me like, you have to think about your income and how much of that has to go to rent and you do a budget every month and all that stuff. I don't know if I would probably flip flop the 30 and the 20 as to what those went to. Oh, uh-huh. That's the only thing I might, I would put away more and not spend as much.
3: I think that's really smart too. So there you go. Yeah,
0: but I think that's cool. And I think more people should do that and not be in credit card debt. That's yes. very
4: good
2: advice. And uh, why to... would you
0: pay interest on something? If you don't I have know, to? interest. And the thing that I also, uh, that I also, it drives me nuts is people go, oh, I got this on super sale. And then, <laughs> but if you have your interest, it's not really on sale it's anymore. It's
5: not on sale. Yeah. Right.
2: So that was all very, very useful. And if the listener is looking for the punchline that's going to follow all this, there isn't one.
3: The punchline is save your money, people. Be generous. Yeah. There you go.
2: That's money, more of a tagline.
0: The, the punchline's money's not funny.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> money really? is hilarious wow. when you get into one. What about like those cash grab places? The only time you it's go and you grab on. Have you <laughs> ever done that? Uh, No.
0: I think I've done that before. I guess there is such thing as funny money, though. But then you could get
2: arrested. For-
3: but then there's, like, Monopoly money. Yeah. I won't even get into Monopoly. I'm sorry. I think it's a boring board game.
2: Have you ever seen those things where they're like, if you win this, you can win 5 million, you know, yen or whatever the, oh. you know, then you find out it's like $18 yeah. or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, so anyway,
3: I hope that was useful. Thanks for listening, everyone.
2: Yep. If you still are, so. Uh, Ouch!
0: <sighs> I think that what we should talk about, um, for the listeners, is that two in, two people in this room are wearing really cool socks.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, are we allowed to talk Hold about I like socks? Hold
0: on. Oh wait! I'm wearing snakeskin. Oh, okay. Three people. My socks
3: were given to me by my boyfriend's dog for Christmas. His name's Indiana Jones. Shout out to Indy.
2: We we, we have to take a picture of all these socks together. You could do that right now. I'll try. try
3: And dogs have credit cards.
4: Dogs have. This is this is this is an
2: impressive array of socks. I like to point out. I I just have white socks on. Really not a part I'm of
3: I'm sort of flexing slash pointing.
5: Okay. We so go. we have stars okay. that are
2: multicolored and polka dots and snakeskin. So we are going to oh, take a quick- Does
3: it smell? Sorry.
2: Uh Danielle, uh it's time to start the show, so tell me to start the show.
3: Mark, go ahead and start the
5: show.
2: Oh
1: thank God! <laughs> From the Mouth Media Network studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking, with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie.
2: We are here with... Otto, and we are here with Danielle and Elsie, and I am Mark, and uh, we've got so much going on. One, I, I do have a topic I would like to bring up. Have you seen this or, or heard of this new... So there's so many reality shows out there. Yes. And sometimes I just can't help myself but check out one of them, just out of sort of this morbid curiosity. Okay. And I am not above... I've watched Honey Boo Boo before mm. and enjoyed it. Mm. I've watched my share of American Idol and, and and other talent shows like America's Got Talent and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've watched the Osbournes when it was on. I've watched, you know,
4: yeah, I've watched a lot. Yeah.
5: Okay. <laughs> okay. It sounds like
2: you Otto's like got it. my number.
5: No, no. You, I
4: mean, you, I
2: enjoy. I okay. do enjoy reality shows. <laughs> I, I have a hard time watching, say, like the Kardashians or, or ones like that. That Yeah, that's okay. But that's just my choice. Okay. Um, recently, I <laughs> I, I feel I lost a piece of my life watching this. This new show called Lindsay Lohan's Beach House.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard have of it. Have you heard
2: of the show? No. no. So Lindsay Lohan mm-hmm. and some other business person, they have – a club in Athens mm-hmm. and they've now created a beach resort called Lindsay Lohan's beach house or Lohan's beach house. And they are shooting a, uh, reality show around this beach house and all these quote ambassadors, which are just employees of theirs that are working there. And, and, and it was, <laughs> I was so embarrassed for them. <laughs> I I succumbed to watching this out of just some morbid curiosity because there were just all these ads about it. And I yeah. just I, I have the Lindsay Lohan fascination. I don't have the Lindsay Lohan admiration. Right. Just the fascination. <laughs> and I'm and first of all, I I have no problem saying she just absolutely looks like a Skin balloon that's been inflated, painted with some rouge on it, that's been smoking for 70 years. So
3: she's like, what is a skin balloon? Someone who just like takes up space and that's it? Like disinterested in everything? What
0: I mean is is she's... Full of collagen and Botox. She's
2: just...
3: Oh, collagen. Right. Oh, I'm from Orange County. I know what that is. I got it.
2: pasty and puffy and pale and... And too much makeup on, mm. and her voice is like this, and she's oh. only thirty-five or eight or whatever she. I don't know what old she is.
3: I don't think she's thirty-eight. So
2: she's thirty, whatever she is. I think she's my age, and we
3: don't need to say that number.
2: <laughs> I'm actually not completely
4: certain what your age is, so I don't know what Me that neither. is. Me neither.
3: It's crazy. So,
4: so wait, is this a resort? Like you could go yeah. to this resort? It's in and stay Greece. There? In, in Greece, Greece, somewhere.
3: Greece? Yeah. Yeah, and and her 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 partner is Greek. Her um. Her business partner.
2: Yeah. And and um very like effeminate in that looks- like bossy effeminate way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, honey.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You um, know, I yeah. don't know what accent I just did, but it was Okay. It's I think he's Greek, so he's I can't do a Greek accent, but uh, Okay, so you're saying go, I'm Greek. <laughs> That's about all I can do.
3: So do you love it or you hate it?
2: Is or... that Greek? Is that a Greek I, accent? I, I don't I do know. Not know.
3: Okay. I don't know. I'm not sure. But do you... Do you, it, it, it is... Are it you is. loving it or hating it when you never watch it again? So, so
2: here was my observation. They, so what it is is they... I don't want to give too much explanation because I don't want to give it too much, like, much airtime mm-hmm. except to say, what the hell? Okay. So there's basically all these ambassadors that have applied and gotten picked to work as bartenders and assistants and help with the beach activities and stuff like that, whatever. And... These people are these atrocious, in my opinion, atrocious, sad, self-involved, like mm. like embarrassing examples of the uh, millennial generation that are the, what people point to and they mm. say – Oh, that horrible generation for those that are saying that. Right. They are the, you know, all the glottal fry and all that just horrible, just like.
5: Are they
3: there to like do a task? Like are they being hired? And then it's like an elimination type thing, like Survivor? I
2: don't think it's an elimination as much as you just don't try not to get fired. And then you can. Oh, so they're
3: just working there. And the privilege is working there.
2: They're just, they filled it with personalities, Uh you know?
3: Okay. But
2: not one of these people is did i look at and go okay they're probably pretty normal every person had something going on and i'm just right. like i'm embarrassed and i was like why i was mad that i watched this show
4: mm. how, how much did you watch
2: well <laughs> i watched the whole episode
4: okay,
2: okay. i wanted to because it could have resolved only one, something only one. i want to see are I sure, to a fair shake. i'm yes. are we sure you know Tell why I'm true. short? Because there is only one. Okay. Well, there is <laughs> As of as of the time of this recording. Got it. Okay. Oh, that's great. If I'm being honest, I can't say that I didn't look to see if there was a second one. Yeah, Man. Of course.
3: Okay, so then there you go. So they kinda got
4: you. Yeah. Like what, what I, happened? Wanted a, I wanted. I wanted see
2: this. I nothing. Everyone got drunk and oh, screwed my up God. their jobs and
4: <laughs> flirted with
2: each other and it was basically like like the real house on MTV except on a beach in Mykonos or whatever. Okay.
4: Okay. And there's like guests there though. Yeah. And like, like
2: like one of the, they're like this. So, so the, the Greek guy, that's her partner Mm -hmm. was like, uh, Oh, uh, dude, I need you to help out this person, this, this customer Mm -hmm. who's like one of our biggest customers. But and then he says like, but she's like the worst customer, Mm -hmm. meaning like she's difficult. Right. Mm -hmm. And she, this woman walks in who all she obviously does is lays around and spend somebody's money Yeah, and lay on the beach. And she's one of those people that looks fit, but she's, she's got a little too much jelly in her because mm-hmm. like, she doesn't ever actually work out it probably. Right. And so she just, but she's still out on the beach because God gave her a relatively decent shape. Are you to sure her. it's,
3: it's not a lot of plastic no. surgery. Okay. Probably
2: a lot of, probably a lot. And then what happens is by the end of that, day of filming she's pretty close to like sleeping with the employee who's been assigned to her to oh, well, meet every fun. need yeah. right and i'm just thinking i'm like why am i watching this and, <laughs> yeah. I, and i gotta be honest with you i'm realizing as i'm telling this tale to you guys just not much of a tale mm-hmm. i don't really have much of a point to this except to c- complain about here's another thing in which we are s- somehow there's a whole show yeah. built around these idiots yeah <laughs> and i freaking consume some of my life right you did energy giving these people a piece of my life to watch it
3: you know what though i will say of lindsay
2: lohan mm. i
3: know but you know what just like any sort of experiment or anything that any performer, actor, et cetera, would do, we watch content to see what's out there. So I mm-hmm. think you having one episode of that, I've given it to you, Mark.
4: You have to know what you don't want. As long as you stay at one episode. <laughs> Otto has laid down the law for the saying.
3: No, I'm with him. Yeah. Well, do you know what? One of our previous guests on Funny People Talking is Jason Carrion, and he was on Married at First Sight. And let me tell you, do you remember that show?
4: I don't remember.
3: So it's literally a show where you get introduced to your potential spouse and then, and you, then get you, you get married. And then in this show, it takes you and at the end, if you want, you can get divorced or you yeah. can stay together. And he and his wife have been have been together for five years. What? And he is a firefighter, he is a wrestler, he is a philanthropist. So I'm saying that reality show at that moment in time might have seemed Corny or int- or whatever, but I loved Jason. He was a great. He was a great so guy. cool. So it's like sometimes the fruit of these things, you don't know what'll happen. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd watch more than one episode.
4: I'm I'm amazed somebody got married at first sight. And yeah. It's lasted for five years. Yeah.
3: And he was and going through going. a really hard time in his life. And yeah. Yeah. Well, you can listen to his episode now on well, Funny I People Talk.
4: Now. I'm fascinated. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. How does that work? Yeah, he was a really cool guy.
2: Yeah. Uh, Otto, do you have any
4: reality shows in your life that you have been drawn to? I remember I watched f- the first season of Flavor of Love. Uh, Flavor Flav, and and never forgave myself. Was, couldn't then, couldn't did, take myself. Did that, away that have from New me.
2: York in it? That.
4: Uh, it was the one. Who was the? Uh, it was before. Wasn't there like a Bridget Nielsen thing? Yeah, and then there was the the one woman who everybody hated. Yeah, that was New York. With, oh, her name was New York. Yes, yes. Uh, she, yeah, there you go. Tiffany, Tiffany something.
2: Yes, I, I, I'm. I'm really angry at myself that I know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm angry okay. at you for knowing. <laughs> that. I'm angry at you.
5: Oh um, man!
4: But that that is one, and I, I swore had it, off. No, not had it reality T V shows after that. I can't I can't do it. I yeah. cannot do it. I've I've seen a couple, but that was the one that was like, nope, this is it. That's yeah. it. Nope. Won't do it.
3: And then there's a difference between like the reality TV show and then like the um the contest show. Because then oh, you have yes, like, yes. you know, great British Bake Off and you have yes. um you know Top Chef or yeah. or Shark Tank. You know, those are different. It's right. reality TV but kind of yeah. in a different way. Right. Which is acceptable
4: right
2: i was on a reality show one time no you were you know what
3: i was too mark really? we've never talked about this mm-hmm. really okay. what yeah was tell your... what was your. No. No. oh my god okay tell me okay it was on the sundance channel yeah and it was called all on the line with joe z now joe z he used to be the creative director of i think it was l magazine and then he moved on to all these different positions ceo corporate designer he's a mm-hmm. designer so it was all about clothes all on the line. And I played a fashionista, like New Yorker, which I don't know. Maybe I still am. This was like a good nine years ago. And we all they took four like New York fashionista girls coming in and trying on these designer's clothes. And the designer was very ethereal. And a lot of her clothes had holes in them. And there was a lot of tulle and a lot of sort of magical elements. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had to be looking through clothes on a rack. And the camera was on me, and I was looking through clothes, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cute and then someone rushes up beside me, holds up a poster board that says, "Wait, look closer! aren't there holes in the clothing? How do you feel about the holes in the clothing and i And I look and so i look at I look at the girl next to me, and I go, "Oh my God, there's holes in this!" and I took the bait, and I started bashing. This designer's clothes. And I'm like, oh, there's holes in this. I don't know if that's cute. I don't like it. And I took the bait. <laughs> wow. And it was like, they they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. More and more. Anyway, and I learned what a mullet skirt was. Um, a mullet skirt, because I was wearing one, it's um, high in the front. And then it tapers down to be lower in the back. And it kind of trails in the back. That's called a mullet skirt. Like it's like a l- business in the front, party Got in it. the back.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: There you
3: go, everyone. And I learned about harem pants. Harem pants. Those are the ones that look like, like the genie's pants yeah, from Aladdin. Oh They're yeah, called harem like, pants. Um,
2: uh, ice, ice baby. Yeah. Kind of oh, there
3: you go. Like MC Hammer, MC yeah. Hammer pants. Yeah, yeah. I called them MC Hammer pants, and then Joe Z on air corrected me.
4: <laughs> He's like, no. He's like, you pants.
3: mean harem? And I was like, oh god, I gave away that I'm not a fashionista.
4: <laughs> so did that 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 aired? Yeah. I, oh, we got to find that.
3: I got to find it, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know where it is now. Anyway, guys, that's cool.
4: Harem pants. <laughs> I like that.
3: Ding. Nerd tiff. No, just kidding.
4: Elsie,
2: were you ever on a reality show? No.
3: Are you <laughs> sure you weren't on Married at First Sight?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the reality show I was on was yeah, not, as, on? not as impressive. It was called, I think it was called So You Want to Be an Actor.
3: Oh, Ooh, I heard of it I heard of
2: and that. and so yeah. so, I heard of that. so I was on that and made it to the top five or ten I don't remember exactly, and uh and got eliminated, but um, you know, you basically come on do a monologue or whatever it is, and then they judge you and eliminate people. it was you know there was no there was there was no like real prize, it's not like it was like <laughs> thousands of dollars or a big part somewhere it was more the honor. But um oh
3: man oh, wow. that's it that no it, it prize was, it
2: was it I'm pretty sure it was like on public access or something. Okay. Like it wasn't like a legit
3: public okay, access so, TV's awesome. No, they have I, Emmys now.
2: I want to point out just out. saying, yeah. Yeah. So when you were
3: there's a category I, I
2: mean, I didn't mean to diss public access, I just was no, not yeah, elevating I myself. I understand. So it was it was it's one of those things that's like when you first auto, I, I know you can identify with this. At the beginning of your acting career, mm-hmm. any audition, yes, for what something that seems like, any opportunity, there is no far, no place too far to drive, yep. or to fly uh-huh. or amount of time to prepare, mm-hmm. or amount of time to wait mm-hmm. that you won't do for those first opportunities because they seem so exciting. right. Before I moved to New York, I lived in Rochester, New York. Mm -hmm. I remember driving to New York for an audition for something that now, at this point in my acting career or whatever, I'm not sure I would even go out for. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even consider it. And when I got here, they had canceled the audition (sighs) but not – Informed me, Ooh. so I came That's from, a
3: solid eight-hour drive, right? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Because I, 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 was I have a friend in unha- Rochester. It just drove that. So I was yeah. very
2: unhappy. So I just turned around and drove right back. That's amazing. I was very unhappy. So that mm-hmm. was that. And um, and you know, I I flew to LA a number of times for yeah. legit auditions, right. but but still, it's you don't. Yeah. unless this is like a career-making audition. Mm-hmm. Don't fly yourself to LA and like to the red eye back that night. No. You just don't do that. No. But, I, you know. Yeah. And, and I remember I had been a background actor in the Pink Panther with mm-hmm. uh with, with Steve Martin. Background mm-hmm. actor. Right. It's nothing to crow about as it goes within the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Oh, my
6: God. I was a background actor.
2: <laughs> featured or not, it doesn't matter.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: But at the moment, it was the biggest thing that ever happened to me because I had a little featured background part blah sure. blah blah you know shot on an airplane set which is always fun sure. and you know got to work with the big actor and blah 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 blah. i lived in rochester it was shot in new york at astoria studios i mm. flew to new york for my effing costume fitting
5: what oh.
2: okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's what? cute because oh i know it was so big for me yes, at that moment course. it yeah. was the biggest thing that ever happened yeah. to me at that moment yeah but looking back i'm like oh my That's god insane. i'm crazy yeah you know so and so this how, how you think you're going to be an actor thing mm-hmm. oh yeah the, the reality moment show. right felt like a huge yeah. opportunity of yeah. course. and looking back on it, i'm like mm. yeah you know yeah. It's, it's like the first so Otto, let me ask you: Sure, what's the first part? I know we're not into your interview quite yet, but no what's the first part that you remember getting that made you feel like, "Oh yeah, it's happening"? And now you look back on, and while you're appreciative for it, mm-hmm. you may have overestimated how important it was in your career. Oh gosh.
4: Probably the last part I got. <laughs> <laughs> That's so so good. <laughs> the code on CBS. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it, it's it's uh, interesting because I, I think it's part of the whole. I won't go huge into this because you want to do other things. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. There's there's a there's that fairy tale that they just imbue into us right mm-hmm. where it's like this is your one shot and yeah. you know the show must go on and if you do this and martin scorsese's gonna direct you and yeah. blah 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 and it's 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 all bull crap. do mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so like i i got used to saying to myself that oh this is a whole marathon like there there is there is so much that I have to look forward to in this sort yes. of career that if I like put everything onto each and every part that I get, I'm going to lose my brain. And I, I'll i tell you a story later about that where I learned that lesson for myself. But like, it's been a long time since I've ever thought like that, where I'm yeah. like, I'm just like, oh, I got another job. Great. Let's see where this takes me. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. <laughs> thank you i
2: love that yeah that's that's great that's uh that's a very wise i think perspective yeah um all right so it's interesting cuz sometimes things feel like they're big mhm mhm but in the end they end up being small yeah and sometimes they're as big as we make them
4: yeah i mean sometimes you're already buying the house in malibu and you're already on every magazine cover and you're yeah. in in it's all crap. It's like, there's, it's, it's not the truth. Do you know what Mm. I mean? And it's, uh, I don't know. I've been doing this for 20 some odd years. And so I've, I've, I've known now for a long time that everything that I get is great. um, And that there's like, there's no big break. There's like a bunch of breaks that sort of, culminate into something. Do you know what I mean? Yep.
3: Yeah. Overnight success is such a myth. Yeah. It's It's a a myth. myth. And myths can be really tricky. They can be like quicksand where a myth sometimes sounds like truth.
2: Yeah. Sure. Between 99 and 100, that's a short distance, but it took you a while to get to 99. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, Absolutely.
2: All right. So speaking of things that are small or large, Mm -hmm. that leads us to our game. Oh, okay, so our Ooh. game for this episode is called the Big Announcement, mm-hmm. and the premise of the game is that you have some news that is really not that impressive. It's <laughs> infinitesimally small and insignificant in life. It could be something as look as like I trimmed my toenail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could <laughs> it could be um, I got a paper cut. Yes, <laughs> it, it it could be ah found a penny mm-hmm. um you know it could be um ate a french fry it could be anything yes and but it's the delivery that matters mm-hmm. and how big the news how important the news you can make that seem mm-hmm. and the twist is that we'll have some input on not just what that news is but the style of type of announcement that Mm -hmm. it will be. Mm -hmm. So for example, if uh, Danielle and I were playing, I might suggest that Danielle's news is, okay, so she trimmed her toenail Mm -hmm. as her news, and then I'm gonna say in the style of a movie trailer, mm-hmm. and then she would have to deliver that news as if it were as important as an epic movie trailer. Uh. Or it could be Howard Cosell mm-hmm. doing the sports, or it could be, you know, a preacher, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, d- down s- southern preacher or Baptist mm-hmm. preacher or something like that. Could be anything that you can think of. a, a Way good. than announce. I have a good
5: one.
3: You've a good
2: one. Awesome. So, so, uh, so that's what we're going to do. So, uh, as usual, Danielle and I will lead off and demonstrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to... I want
3: to throw one to you. Throw
2: one to me. Okay.
3: Okay, but am I giving you both suggestions?
2: Or uh, no, are we going to... How, how about... Yeah. So, why don't you uh, give... You want the style or... Uh-huh, demonstrate... I want to give you the style. Okay. So, why don't you give me the news that is so ridiculously insignificant that I have to make a big deal out of.
4: Hmm. Um... Okay. And I shall demonstrate. Okay. Let's see. The news is that your cat has a hairball. Great. Thank and, you. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Perfect. And. And. <laughs> your Style is. So is. good.
3: Your cat has a hairball and you are a BBC reporter announcing it like breaking news.
2: Just like. uh, Yes, hello. Uh,
6: Live here at uh, Sky News, we have breaking news here. (laughs) Uh, It appears that there is a large hairball emitting from a cat in the middle of the living room. This is breaking news right now. And unfortunately, it appears that the hairball has stopped traffic. It is an utter disaster unfolding in front of us right now. Sadly, 1,100 people have been killed. <laughs> we go now to Susan Witherton, who is on uh, the London Bridge. Uh, Susan, what do you have for us now? <laughs> well, uh, apparently, there's a Hubble... What's happening now? Oh no! (laughs) The the bridge, the bridge is breaking from the weight of the hardball. (laughs) Well, we've apparently lost contact with one of our reporters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We shall try back with her later, assuming she has survived. Uh, We shall go back now to regular programming. Or possibly not, (laughs) because apparently uh, there's been a large explosion in the middle of Asbury Lane. So we shall go there now uh, because (laughs) I'm falling asleep. This is Alistair Professor. That's kind of (laughs)
2: All right, smash I it. threw you a curveball there. Well, I caught it. I did
3: what I could. I uh, loved right, the so dialect you
2: chose. <laughs> <laughs> upper crust. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 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 wow. So, how about Otto will mm-hmm. be announcing? Mm-hmm. And uh, Danielle can uh, throw uh, the style. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I will suggest the the uh the the what is being announced. But I just okay. threw the style. I think Elsie maybe g- should. G- g- sorry, I got it all mixed up. <laughs> okay, so Otto will announce mm-hmm. and then Daniel, why don't you throw the problem? Okay. And I will throw the style. Gotcha. Uh, actually, how about Elsie throw the style on this one? Let's mix it up.
3: Okay. Um the mundane thing that's happening. Um y- uh, you are Putting on Velcro shoes. Okay. Not even tying your shoes. Mm-hmm. It's a Velcro shoe.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, in the style of Marvin the
2: Martian.
3: Why does he do that? Oh, Marvin. Oh, that's the
4: old school.
2: Do you remember Marvin the Martian? Well, I
4: think I remember Marvin the Martian. Um, getting out of bed now, putting on my helmet with the little brush on. And look at these shoes. They've got this new technology on them, and it's Velcro. Velcro. Oh, uh, The problem with putting Velcro on is you put them on, and then you take them right off because it feels so good. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to do it one more time. Ah, it feels so good. When I put the Velcro on, I'm putting Velcro shoes on. You understand, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, Martians all around, I have Velcro shoes on. I have Velcro shoes. I can only look up at the ceiling when I'm doing this because uh, the oxygen on Mars makes my eyes look up. I have no idea what I'm talking about. It's the high that I get from using my Velcro shoes. Now, the problem is I can't walk out of my Martian house anymore because I am just sitting here playing with... With my Martian Velcro (laughs) shoes. The Velcro, you have to understand, uh, this this Velcro goes way back in my family. It's actually a Martian brand. Velcro (laughs) is a Martian word for glottal stop. (laughs)
3: Excuse me. I really (laughs) bought that glottal stop thing.
4: (laughs) Shall I continue? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yay. So Nicely beautiful. done. Good <laughs> commit. He committed.
2: He committed his neck. it's funny actor.
3: because Marvin the Martian isn't even, like, an announcing style. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's, absolutely. like, so... Yeah. My, 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 my face C9 hurts. For two That's my C942 Space. My
6: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. My no, face No, you hurts. captured him,
2: man. Oh, Elsie, yeah. that was so good. Remember. Very, very good. All right. So... Oh. Uh, Danielle will uh, announce.
3: Oh, great. I get to, you know, follow Marvin. <laughs>
2: and uh, Elsie will suggest the problem, and I will suggest the style.
3: Okay. Yeah, what's my problem, guys?
2: <laughs> oh, no, uh, I get mean, it started. what's my
3: mundane thing? It's not a problem. It can um, be a mundane.
0: Your mundane task is yeah. um, you've been asked to go and empty the litter box for someone who can't do it because they've hurt themselves and they can't bend over and they have seven cats.
2: All right. (laughs) That's rather detailed there. Well,
0: you know, it's mundane.
2: I'm not sure you understand the meaning of the word mundane, but let's go with that. It is
0: mundane, (gasps) emptying a litter box with seven cats. There's only one litter box, but the person broke their hip and they can't move and that's that.
2: And the style that you will announce it in is I want to pick it. (laughs) No, I get to pick it. You you picked the test.
3: What if you both say it and
2: I pick it? It's it's an auctioneer. Oh,
3: God. And hi, everyone. Here I am. My name is Danielle, and I'm walking to my grandma's house, my grandma's house. Here I am at the front door. And let me, did I tell you? Did I tell you when I walked in? I am allergic to cats. Allergic. This is why I meet my grandma at blue bottle coffee. Usually, I don't usually come to her house, but here I am, here I am and hey, Grandma! Hi, sweetie. Uh, Grandma, I'm gonna help you clean your litter box and seven, that goes to one, two, three, four, five do I see seven? I see seven cats. Great. Okay, Grandma, you don't want to look at this. Go rest. I will, honey, I'm resting. Did you bring me my coffee? Yes, Grandma, I'll get to that after I go through this terrible mess. All right. here we go, kitties. I see you out there. One, two, three, and here we go into the litter box. I'm going to the litter box. Here I am. I'm opening it and I'm looking inside. As I look inside, what do I see? I see one, two, three, four, five. Do I have a hundred? Yes. I have a hundred poop pieces here. I'm going to pick them up one at a time. One, two, three, four, five. Give a little shake. Give a little shake. Do I see a hundred? I see two hundred poop pieces. Here I go. Two hundred poop pieces. And a clump of urine. Yes. And the clump of urine goes to you. Treasure. The little calico cat in the corner. Yeah, I see you. I don't even stop. Do not Eat that. All right. And here we are. Grandma, how are you doing in there? I'm doing great, honey. I need my caffeine. Okay. Caffeine coming to Grandma. One, two, three. Get in in one, two, three, four, and five plastic bags. We're good to go. I'm never coming back here again. Oh, God. A two. I think I'm going to sneeze. I'm allergic to cats. And that's all for tonight, folks. Thank you so much, Grandma. I'll be right back with your espresso. Wow. All
2: right. (laughs) Fantastic. Very good.
3: Yay. All right. One more.
2: One more to complete this round. Nicely done, Danielle.
3: Thank you. Wait. Elsie has to go, right?
2: So Elsie is going to announce. Okay. I I would like to pick the style again, if I may. Yes. Um, Otto, would you be kind enough to think of another insignificant thing Mm -hmm. that should be
4: announced? Okay. Um, I'm all hot. I know. You're all hot bothered. Mm. Let's see. You have to change the You have, the pilot light is out in your oven. Pilot light is out in
2: the oven. Thank you, Otto. And uh, Elsie will do this in the style of an epic movie trailer. Once,
0: there was an oven. This was an oven that baked many Thanksgiving meals and sometimes Easter hams one time one time the pilot light did not light. There was no fire.
5: <laughs>
0: so it just took one brave woman. She had to find the match that was long enough, strong enough and she find that match starring Nicole Kidman <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course it was it's
3: always starring Nicole Kidman yes. I love her so much you know what she's gonna light that pilot light mm-hmm. and it's
2: I funny. hope oh, yeah. you're right Nicole Kidman is in everything it, 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 oh, the other day my fiance uh, saw the back of Nicole Kidman for like two seconds because we were watching a trailer and she goes Nicole Kidman right and she turned around it was her and I'm like oh my god oh my god she was
3: so good in Aquaman I can't wait to see her in Pilot Light the new movie <laughs> Pilot Light
2: in a world in a world uh, okay uh, in a moment coming up we are going to hear about Otto Ooh. and his career and his journey uh, and we'll be back with that in just a moment
1: Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty, please? Thank you.
2: All right, everybody. We've been talking with Otto for some time now, and it's time to learn a little bit more. Um, so you're an actor. Yes. Uh, you grew up in Schenectady, New York. hmm And now you're an actor that's succeeded so far to a point mm-hmm. where you are a regular on a brand new CBS primetime show yes. called The Code. Mm-hmm. So real quickly, can you talk about what The Code is?
4: Yes, uh, the code is uh, it's a ba- it's basically or it is about the uh, the Judge Advocate Corps in the Marines. So if you oh, remember great. Jag Jack, from back right, in the yeah. day, it's like a better Jag. <laughs> um, so yes, so it's like about it's basically Marines, law, and justice for all. And what kind, kind of part do you play? I play major Trey Ferry. I'm one of the judge advocates in the uh, in the sort of bullpen of judges and advocates and lawyers and it's all about you can't handle the truth kind of stuff so that's fantastic are,
2: yeah. that's are you awesome. are you a regular warrior you're in virtually every episode?
4: Yes, yes, Simbragan.
2: That, that's that's yeah. fantastic. So, Congratulations! Thanks.
4: Yes,
3: yeah. uh, that and it's, also does this mean you're a man in uniform or a man what?
4: in uniform? So yes. what?
3: So are you de- are you decorated oh, yeah, in the show?
4: bing, bang! bang all, that is all so cool. man, all over fantastic. the place. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's fun. T-
2: tell us about the path. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start at the the middle. We'll start at where we are now. Yes, I'll say it's the middle. Yes, uh, the path of getting to the point where you get the news that you are now a regular on a prime time? This is your first prime time regular major network? No, part. this is fourth or so. This is your fourth? fourth what other shows have you been a regular on?
4: Uh, I just did a show called Altered Carbon on Big. Netflix. Big. I can't wait to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but it, it's mm-hmm. it's gotten wonderful reviews. Yeah, yeah, and I reactions. think it did pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I did a vinyl on HBO that was mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago. Such
3: a New York cast. Yeah, I loved that. Was that. Great, oh, That's that was awesome. a great
4: show. And then uh, there was a, a show called Copper. My first one was uh, yeah. Copper on BBC America. That was my I've first heard about that. series. Speaking of BBC, hey. <laughs> BBC, yes, yes, <laughs> BBC America. <laughs> mm-hmm. My
6: best, I can. Ah, that's good. <laughs> for me, for sure.
2: yes. uh, I love it. Yes. Um. So, let's talk about this one. Sure, sure. What's the path? Having had several parts, mm-hmm. but still not, with all due respect, because you are really a character actor at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. Although you're playing leading man part now. Sure, sure. Uh. But you are yet to be a household name. Mm-hmm.
3: He's a name in my household. but yeah. you're right. No, and but
2: I mean, like, like okay. <laughs> so, so I, I, point I to someone. Do you know who Spencer Garrett is? Sp- mm-hmm. Spencer Garrett is a um a easily recognized, oh, know. Yes. very, very often hired mm-hmm. uh, character actor mm-hmm. that you've seen a million times. Mm-hmm. He's not, yep. he's he's a regular quite often. Mm-hmm. He's been on everything from Star Trek to The West Wing mm-hmm. to, uh, you name it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and he's made a genuinely solid, lucrative yeah. career out mm-hmm. of out of doing this. Mm-hmm. But I can't say just the fact mm-hmm. that it happened here. Right. I, I'm sorry, who? I don't know that name. Exactly is right. al- although unfortunate, it, it's certainly not a sign of a lack of success. Right. Oh yeah. Sure, sure. But f- so anyway, mm-hmm. since you have had other roles, mm-hmm. but you are not yet household name. Sure, sure. What's the path for you at this point in your career to get a role like this? What happens
4: uh it's still It's still an audition, you know what I mean? It's still an audition, it's still a couple of meetings. Um, so what did I do? I went on tape. Uh, for this during the last pilot season, uh, and then um, so you get a you get a call
2: from your agent or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. and and they say, hey, we've got a, a reading for you, mm-hmm. uh, or an audition for you mm-hmm. for this this part. Yep, and you go in and there's. Uh, two to 10 other people in the room uh uh, in the waiting room that are also going to read at that point
4: right well in this case i Mm -hmm. just went on tape for myself so i so i sent it in but usually that is a scenario that you're talking Mm -hmm. about um but this was just me submitting my tape um and because i'd worked with i'd done a lot of cbs shows Mm -hmm. uh i unbeknownst to me i'd um Craig Sweeney, who is the showrunner of The Code, knew who I was from oh, my work in elementary. So he loved that show. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he wanted me to do the show as well as um, Carl Beverly, one of the other mm-hmm. uh, executive producers. And so that's how I already had, I guess, an entryway into the show unbeknownst to me. I was just like, oh, it's just another audition kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah.
3: That's amazing. It? it's yeah it's so it's so much about relationships in that way 100%. isn't that funny and you're saying it was unbeknownst to you
4: yeah and yeah. so
3: you were just and that's and that's the thing it's like you you do the work and then people are like oh yep, there he is doing the work yeah, yeah. that's why we love him that's yeah. why we want to work with him yeah yeah i mean the reason that Otto is here is because i did this fun little um uh young storytellers mm-hmm. we did a reading together mm-hmm. and w- and we had a very short scene where I played a gardener and he played a wizard because that's what a character, <laughs> one of the children wrote. Now, and long, I was how like... How
2: long ago was this?
3: Uh, Eight months ago. Eight months oh, ago?
2: So the last year. Okay, so yeah. you finish your story, but I, I have a follow-up.
3: Well, I was just going to say that because I was like, oh, this is like a talented and very kind human being. Yeah. Done, want to work with him. Yeah. And then and then we just stayed in contact on social media, et mm-hmm. cetera.
2: You know, this is... this is uh, Two things about this. One is is... This is just a great example to me that virtually, well, really every celebrity, every actor or mm-hmm. actress out there, the the 10 seconds before they got the call that they got that big part mm-hmm. was just another person, another friend, yeah. another brother, sister, girlfriend, brother, whatever, uh, that was someone trying to build their career. Mm-hmm. And they had an opportunity. They did well, they looked like what the people wanted, right. they acted like what the people wanted, and they put confidence in them and they gave right. them the part. And then they they have a new identity now. Right. Mm. But 10 seconds before that, it was a different mm. identity. Yeah. And and, but that doesn't mean that they're not ten seconds later still this awesome great mm-hmm. deep human being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's really the exception when people transform into these strange people afterwards. Interesting. Um, yeah. the second thing that I was gonna say is I find it wonderful and I think a dose of real of reality mm-hmm. for the listener if, if they're not familiar with the entertainment world. So here you are you're this is your fourth regular part. You've also been on a number of other major network shows. Mm -hmm. You've come to a point where you're able to do this by doing a lot of theater work and film work and Mm -hmm. training yourself over the years. And you didn't grow up in Hollywood. You didn't get injected into that. You grew up in Schenectady of all places, (laughs) which means that you had talent, you shone in the places that you were, mm-hmm. and then you sought your fortune mm-hmm. and went and tried to make it and proved yourself and succeeded, not just one lucky time, but again and again and again. Right. And to the point where now you're feeding at close to the top of the food chain mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. one could, could argue. Sure. CBS, one of the major networks. Sure. Primetime. Mm-hmm major mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and and from the premise, it sounds like something that probably won't be laughed off the air right away. Right. it could have some legs right so so that's damn exciting. Mm-hmm. And yet, eight months ago, you're doing this little reading with our right, friend sure. Danielle here. Mm-hmm. It is amazing to me that someone can have say, and you know this is true, mm-hmm. they could have ten co-starring parts mm-hmm. or guest starring parts mm-hmm. on major network shows in a year's time mm-hmm. and not make a living wage in New York City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then <laughs> and not to get another part for four months and be struggling oh, for, yeah. for work. Yep. And yet one could argue that person is massively successful in this mm-hmm. business yeah. mm-hmm. and really got has it going on. Yeah. And and in order to get those 10 parts the number of auditions that they probably had Mm -hmm. in relationship was a fair amount of auditions, Mm -hmm. which means they're getting seen, getting liked. Right. It's a misnomer that the people that are starring on major television shows, Mm -hmm. successful as they are capable as they are, Mm -hmm. are living the high life Mm -hmm. as these rich celebrities that are above the stuff they used to do. Right. It's just not really true. Yeah, it's not. Can you talk on that a little bit? Well, it's
4: not. I mean, I've, I've worked with, a, a ton and ton of people um what i've noticed is that you know i guess that if we're looking at the hierarchy like the top of the food chain like i've worked with uh, if you would allow me to drop names without sounding like a douchebag no. you know, right drop but, them and leave them on yes the floor. I'll, I'll pick
3: them up later yes.
4: listen the minute i'm in a sitcom with tina fey that is all i'm talking about so. <laughs> drop 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 right. drop what, drop drop but but what you're talking about? Um, Pass the pepper, effect. Uh, there you go. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had a because uh, I've I've been in two movies with um, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, nice. and he's one who we just had a brief conversation um, about when he was a young actor in. LA and his mom Mm -hmm. was driving him to auditions and you know just to piggyback a little bit on what Danielle said is that it there's talent and all of that stuff which is going to help you a lot but it's also there's a whole lot of luck involved and a whole bunch of relationships that you're building along the way Um, and Leo was like dude you know I you know I had a couple of TV parts here and there Mm -hmm. Uh, then suddenly I got Titanic and then that was it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Suddenly, like, Harvey Weinstein's my best friend and this and that. And, and at thing. that
3: time, that was good.
4: And that was good, yes. <laughs> back in the day, yes. Now it's not yeah. so good. Yes. Um, and so um, I I realized that for myself, it's like, uh, I'll, I'll tell a quick story. Yeah. Um, when I was younger in the acting business or when I was uh, in, the, in the beginning of my career, um, I got lucky. I got a manager and I got an agent. Mm-hmm. And they were sending me out. And I was like, oh this is like, I'm gonna get my Emmy in about like six months and I'm gonna get my like <laughs> Academy Award. I'll fast give it another track. two. Yeah, yeah, fast I'm fast track. tracked. You know what I mean? So Cause I was going to all these big auditions and um, I went to um, one, uh, I forget what TV show it was. I was like uh, auditioning and the casting director really liked what I did. And she's like, I don't have a part for you here, but I'm gonna call my friend Ellen Lewis. And she's casting this Martin Scorsese movie back then. It was Gangs of New York, right? The script is locked. Um, but they just want to go see people. And I was too young to like know what that meant. Like literally they just, they're like casting, they just want to see what people look like, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, Martin Scorsese? Holy crap, right? So I get the audition, I go in, and it's like if you remember the movie or if you saw the movie, there's a whole beginning part where Leo is just describing all the gangs. Like it's literally a monologue Mm -hmm. where he's like, those are the plug plug bunnies and those are the that, that. There's no acting, he's just talking right but they were just using those monologues just so they could see if the actors could talk right that's it right but i'm like oh do i have to go in with a limp do i have to like maybe have an (laughs) accent and my agent my manager like dude just calm down just go in and read and i was like no this is martin scorsese right Yeah. so i go in and i'm all nervous i and i do the monologue whatever i did fine whatever but i thought i screwed it up right Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh my god so i get a call back and i'm like oh my god oh my god Here's my trend. This is it. This is it, right? So they give me uh, um, a scene between Daniel Day-Lewis and Leo. Of course, this is not the part I'm going for. It's (laughs) Daniel Day-fucking-Lewis. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can curse. Oh, you are. Okay, okay. It's Daniel Day-Lewis, whatever. So now I'm really, really nervous. And so make a long story short, I go in for this callback. I'm in Martin Scorsese's offices down in Park Avenue or whatever. He wasn't there, but it was Ellen Lewis. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I walk in, and I'm and I, as I've told Ellen Lewis a million times, I might as well have taken a shit on her desk. Oh, my God. Like, I was so nervous. And, like, this is, goes back to what we were talking yep. about before, where I was, like, I was so wrapped up in yep. all the awards I was going to win, and Marty Scorsese's my best friend, and I'm going to be, like, going to all these parties that I forgot that I'm just supposed to act the scene. Yeah. And it was, like, a simple exactly. scene where two guys are talking. That's yeah. all I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So... Long story short, I didn't get the part, but, like, I remember walking out, and I'd only been acting for, like, a year and a half, mm. right? And I was suicidal. Like, I was shuffling down the street, like, just, like, my whole acting career is over. Like, I was, like, so... You so blew I, your big I chance. I blew my big chance. Martin Scorsese is going <clears> to <throat> look at that tape, right? Right. And he is going to call everybody and say, don't ever work with Atua Sando again. Like Martin Scorsese is going to take time out of his life right? to do that. Right? right. That's what you like. So I remember I called my best friend Marcus and I'm like, dude. And I tell him what happened. He's like, wow. He's like, so like, how long were you in that room? And I was like, I don't know, was like five minutes, 10 minutes. He's like, so 10 minutes, that's the rest of your life, huh? And I was like, oh. Right. And so that's yes. like what taught me. Yep. It's like. Dude, like, you are, like, if you really want to do this, this is, like, you're going to have to, like, go for a long time yeah. with this. Like, forget all this fantasy crap. Like, don't ever that let this so happen true. to you. You know what I mean? So that that taught me a lot, right? That, like, little lesson where it's just, like, I'm an actor. Go in and act. And, like, mm-hmm. make sure everybody who is in that room knows I can act. Yeah. And then get the hell out of the room. You know, the yeah. two biggest yeah. pieces of advice I ever got as an actor.
2: Mm-hmm. I still carry it in with me to to this day, and and I I it it's transcended acting for me into business as mm-hmm. well. And one really relates to what you were saying. Actually, I think both do. And it was going into the audition. Your job is not to get the part. Mm-hmm. That's not your job. Mm-hmm. That isn't up to you, mm-hmm. Your job is to go in and have a great audition, yeah mm-hmm. and you can achieve that mm-hmm. that's up to you, yeah. The rest is up to other people, right Just do your job right, and we want to do their job,
6: right, and if you remember
2: <laughs> that that's that's right. the first thing, and the second one, and I know you get this too, and that is is never try to be and I'm just identifying with you sure. never try to be what you think they want you to be, exactly, just go in and be you. Mm-hmm doing that part Mm -hmm. because even if you're wrong for this part yeah when they need someone that's like you Mm -hmm. no one's going to be able to do it better than you right and you'll they'll realize you're an you're authentic yeah and as soon as i heard that that woke me up and i Mm -hmm. I can't say i've always been perfect at it Mm -hmm. yeah but i can say that i've never forgotten that Mm -hmm. that's really matter i think it it can affect a lot of pieces of your life right yeah
3: yeah i like to call that booking the room When I walk out and I'm like, you know what? I just booked the room. (laughs) Everyone in there wants to hire me. Am I going to get hired? Don't know. Maybe, you know, but and especially like from, you know, theater, commercial, um, film, TV auditions, you're going to get different climates, different atmospheres when you walk into a room. But you know when mm-hmm. it went really well mm-hmm. and it was a good experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I booked the room. So mm-hmm. now I can literally delete, I can throw the sides in the trash. I can delete yep. the email. Yeah, and well, then guess what? <laughs> if I get a call back, I will reprint the sides. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. know, like yeah. it's okay. Yeah. I just wasted a tree. It's okay yeah. though. And, but booking the room is like the, the, the best thing right. that you can do.
4: Right. I call it professional nonchalance. It's like, <gasps> yeah. When you walk, you know what I mean? It's yes. like. It's like if you're hiring somebody like like if you're hiring a plumber right your your toilet's broken, you're hiring a plumber right. And if the the first person that walks in goes, oh my god, okay, so you have a toilet, okay, well, um, <laughs> how, well, how much do you think you want to pay for this? Da, 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 right, and they're like all nervous. I, this a yeah. times. Oh my, like, I know how to yeah, plunge. Yeah. I can
3: plunge really well. There you go. I can get all the crap out of your lines. There you what go. What do you need? And it's like, oh my god. Yeah, you don't yeah.
4: want to hire that person. <laughs> no, but when the person comes in, and goes, okay, yeah, it's a six inch flange. I can put that in in five minutes, and I'll charge you twenty bucks. All right, see you later. Then you're like, oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Then you want that person, the person who just like confidently comes in and says, I can do this. And then I don't have time for you. So you make your decision. I'm going to go over there and do other stuff. And then if you call me, just like you said, great. And if not, all right, somebody else will hire me that's kind of the
3: word nonchalance is great too because it doesn't give an air of um arrogance because that's the thing too when you are just in the moment and you're nonchalant in yourself and you're like hi how are you i'm I'm here i'm attentive here and then and then i'm just gonna go yes and man oh man whatever age i am it took me to this age to learn that yeah (laughs) we don't know what age i am
4: it works with dating too it does. Right? It's like,
3: oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be nice. I'm going to text yeah. you back, but yeah. I, I don't need to be yeah. – I don't need to show you I can plumb. Yeah, I can plumb.
2: yeah. <laughs> Is that weird? I've I kind of sem- like it. have got 17 good. minutes for this date, but let's make the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Tell me about a time, Otto, that mm-hmm. you uh, were offered an opportunity. mm mm-hmm that you could have arguably advanced your career at the time Mm -hmm. that you strategically made a decision not to accept? Oh, wow. Oh.
4: I don't know if I've had, oh.
3: Yeah, was there something that you turned down that you?
4: Um, There's a couple of things I've turned down, um, only because the the thing that I've learned, and I don't know if this is right Mm -hmm. or not, but, like, it's... The size of the opportunity is is always great. money's great, love money, but um, I also want a good working environment, like mm. no matter what like mm. I want to like the people that I work with and I want to have good relationships like i I want to feel like I'm part of a family like and if it doesn't feel that way, then I don't want to be a part of it and that's mm. only happened once where I was like, I don't feel like this is a good thing that mm. I should be taking i can't, i really can't name the project but um and you know good luck to all of the people involved but it just didn't feel like something that i would thrive in mm-hmm. or anybody mm-hmm. would thrive around me in it and i uh, and i think that making decisions like that because it's like my my agent i have a great agent and what's great about him is he's always like do you like the project like mm-hmm. who cares who's in it who cares how much mm-hmm course, I care a little bit. Like my yeah. agents, like of course we care a little bit. Can but you like, do great work? In yes, it yes. And be proud of it's it. more important for that, and and it's it's I think so that's a awesome rarity. Yeah, yeah. It's very refreshing. So it's cool. a very it's a rarity. But I yeah, I'm that. lucky with that. Yeah, yeah.
2: What do you want to do? Meaning, what's what's out there that you say, okay, I'm I'm making my way towards that thing, mm. knowing what you're doing now, mm-hmm. and assuming this isn't the brass ring right and looking at it and saying this is when maybe I won't be content Mm -hmm. but I will feel like I did the thing that I really hope someday I can do
4: yeah I want to I you know this might be this uh, a little bit sounding ambitious but I love those projects or shows that that do something to the culture like they Mm. they becomes like a cultural like iconic thing. Do you know what I mean? You mean like um, a show like Lost or like No, I I Breaking I, Bad or Yeah, those are great shows. Um but um something like I, I, I shudder Star to Trek? say this. No <laughs> like the Cosby show. Okay. Unfortunately no, no, no. Yeah, with that it. but like things <laughs> like that um are mm. are shows that are just they were just so they they became part of our Childhood, Seinfeld, Seinfeld oh things like that. that. Like
3: that style. Yeah,
4: that, yeah. If I could be a part of something like that, do you know what I mean? Like that, right? It becomes a part of like the cultural, like, Transcends generation. Yeah, everybody talks about it. Yeah, That's for those
3: shows in that mm -hmm. moment in time were such they were culture shifters. Yes,
4: absolutely. That's what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. and
3: they're so iconic and live on even now because the way that they resonate. So specifically, going off of Mark's question, Mm -hmm. would you? So you're interested in that in the TV world or film world or both, both. But does TV appeal to you in general because maybe it can live longer?
4: Yeah, and I think that uh, I know that it's uh, it's sort of like the term of art now. But like we we're in this golden age of television where everything is so good and there's like a thousand and there's so much content. There's so much content, so it feels like there's. a better shot for that mm. in television where you can just be on something that is just like, oh, wow. Like we we made that happen. We, we did that MASH thing. You know what mm. I mean? Like those kinds of shows that I find just fantastic. And like you can still go back and watch MASH and it still works, right? Yeah. It's still like an, an incredible show. So that's kind of the stuff. That, that, that would be my brass ring. So
2: what kind of a character would be So, for example, I would kill to be a starship commander, or I would kill. (laughs) Oh no! Wait, is that actually yours? Because
3: that is mine. I want to be the next Captain Janeway. That'd be me.
2: I can see that. Although that's not. Although, although I know you could do that, it doesn't matter what I think. That's not actually where I think your destiny is as a performer.
3: Ooh, well, we'll talk about that later because we're not talking about me right now. But I, no, I can't wait to hear this.
2: Oh no! <laughs> no but in my head, it's like if is I was funny? like if I was you know Hollywood producing royalty, and I came across Daniel Beckman, where I would put you wouldn't be that
5: right? But I. But that's my dream. But I isn't believe, that crazy? I
2: believe you can do it. That's Thank not you. the thing. It's it's anyway. Uh, for me, the answer is is I. I <laughs> this may surprise you. But I actually would love to play in a Western.
5: Mm.
3: That is and, super and, fun.
2: And be like dusty, you know, d- dusty riding a horse in um, kind of yeah, grizzled, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, you know, I think that would be cool because it's so unlike anything I've ever done. That's awesome. Right. Um, I've gotten to play the, you know, the... the. the uh, the mafia boss. I've gotten to play the cop. I've gotten right. to play the dad and the coach and blah blah blah. So right. I've never done it. That n- no one thinks of me that way. So that's, mm-hmm. that's why I think.
5: Mm-hmm. Right. I so
2: it. enough about us. Mm. What has been on
4: your mind that you
2: say, "Oh man, I would love to really
4: sink my teeth into a role like that." Yeah, I. Do, I I've really not thought that. Much about it, well'll get on yeah. the stick man I, know. <laughs> I I guess when I look at those older t v shows where and, and it's hard like let me mm-hmm. call it the huxtable show when i yeah. when i when I think about the Huxtable show, mm-hmm. I go that show like if I could play. That guy that, combo. Mm. that yeah. you know where it's like that show became it was almost like you weren't watching a show, it was like you were you were actually watching this family mm-hmm. you know and and it was it, it was so natural and it was so funny, and it was so just like so damn good, do you know what I mean almost yes. without trying, you know what I mean like that would be something that I would love to like do in in that way, like some family show or some family yeah. funny. Do you know, what I mean? like Modern Family, that show is hysterical. Yes. And I go, I can't believe that they do this for nine seasons. And I can't stop laughing when I watch that show. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. I think about just...
2: that, like a show like Malcolm in the Middle yeah, same Yeah, thing uh-huh. Uh-huh. because they're just, you believe
4: they're a family. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, stuff like that is cool. Yeah. I like that yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, That'll yeah, look yeah. good on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That kind of stuff.
2: I have one more question. Do you mm-hmm. have another question you need to get out?
3: You go.
6: Okay.
2: Someone wind up with us. I know. Do you have anything you want to ask? <laughs> Just check out. All right, one last question for you, yes, uh, my friend. Mm-hmm. Tell us about a time that you've been on a show
6: mm-hmm.
2: that is one of the most memorable moments mm-hmm. that you'll carry with you. It could mean that it touched you. It could mean that the hijinks. Mm-hmm. It could mean someone. Like it was a close call. Mm-hmm. It could mean someone got crazy on the set. Mm-hmm. It could mean whatever you know. Best That's craft not really set. a question. Best craft. <laughs> That's a request. Food ever.
0: That was a request. This, this is when you chime in. With this? <laughs> well, you said that was a question, but it's not a question.
2: So my question is: Put it would in you jeopardy please, form. <laughs> please to be telling us this. <laughs> can you can you fill us in on something that might come to mind
4: oh instantly would be um i played a a blues singer in uh this show called vinyl that uh martin scorsese and mick jagger produced and made and terry winter wrote it and all this stuff and did you uh, have the
2: opportunity to be in the same room with either or both
4: of all of them people that's fantastic what a what a Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm already, um, I'm already excited. but I haven't even heard your story yet. Sure, sure. It's 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 a slightly long story. Do we have time for it? Like, it's, it's not too long. I could like just do your thing, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, um, so, <laughs> uh, so it was it was an audition for this uh blue singer down on his luck, um, who as they int- they introduce in this scene as he can sing like. Elmore James, and he can play the guitar like Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that. And so I get the audition. And I was like, I know in my mind I can play the guitar a little bit, right? Um, but this is this big HBO show. They're going to get like Gary Clark Jr. to do it or something like that. I'll go into the audition. It's Ellen Lewis again, who I've known for mm-hmm. years. So she's bringing me in, right? So I, I go in to the audition and I do the audition. And they don't ask me about any of my musical abilities or whatever but i tell ellen i was like hey ellen just to let you guys know i play a little guitar she's like okay great i was like kind of important for this you know part right so anyway i go home i'm not worried about getting the part or getting uh, a call back whatever i get a call back and i'm like okay called back for the same part she's like yeah you know uh we thought you were a little too young for the part but now we now you look a little bit right so just read the part again we're gonna put you on tape again and i'll send it to marty or whatever and i'm like okay great so I do the part again. I was like, Ellen, just let you know I play a little guitar. I just want you to know. She's like, Oh, okay, great. I'm like, <laughs> like, like, literally the stage directions say, guy is playing the guitar and singing like this. And I and I can't really sing, but I can yeah, like I hold a ask. tune. Okay. You know, I'm like, okay, whatever, yeah. great. So a couple of weeks go by, and I hear that I'm in the running, and I'm like, what? How am I in the running for this? Right?
2: I love so, the fact, by the way. Yeah. that – Previously you had this Scorsese disaster yeah. you know, <laughs> yes, audition. Yeah. And, yes. and and now you're you've the opportunity to work with Scorsese again. You're like, I'm not in the park. Yeah, that's
4: redemption here. right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um uh so like to short the story, weeks later, um I happen to be hanging out with a friend and I run into Ellen Lewis, right? And this has been weeks have gone by. And she's like, hey, Otto. And I've known Ellen. She's like quintessential New York casting director. Yeah. No nonsense, but just an absolutely wonderful person, right? She walks up to me. She's like, hey, Otto. And I was like, hey, what's up? She's like, Marty's going to look at the tapes. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> And I know she wouldn't tell me that if she was, like, lying. I was like, Marty's going to look at the tapes? And they haven't asked me about singing, playing guitar, anything like that, right? So, anyway, long story short, I get the part. And I'm like, I got the part, right? But then, you know, the actor in my mind is like, well, wait a second. Nobody's asked me if I play the guitar. Nobody's asked me if I can sing. Oh, they've made a big mistake. They thought I was Gary Clark Jr. They oh dialed the God. wrong guy, and now they've made a big mistake. Oh my, God, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, like, my my agent's like, no, dude, like, you got the part. And I'm like, no, yeah, but I said, like, they, the guy has to play the guitar. He's a blues singer that Bobby Cannavale discovers in the bar and blah, 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 blah. And so they're like, all right, we'll figure this out. So now, now I'm sending out like emails. I'm like, hey guys, how is this music part? Because the first thing, the first time you see my character, he's playing in a bar and oh he's singing, my gosh. right? I'm like, what? fuck right so we have a big read through and it's everybody it's all of hbo marty's there everybody's there right and so we get to the part where you know my character starts to sing to book the room man yeah yeah, yeah. book the room to <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, we go through the part I, I don't sing the part but i'm like really nervous and i'd sent out an email going like hey how's the music gonna work and so they told me well the music director is going to be there at the read through so talk to him right so Randall posted. The music director walks up to me. He's like, "Oh, hey, Otto," and he's really busy, right? He's like, "Oh, hey, Otto." Oh, so anyway, here's a CD. Um, you just need to learn how to lip sync the music here, oh. uh, right? And um, but um, and and that's all you need to do. Just like learn the song, lip sync it, and we have somebody going to be singing the song. And I was like, "Okay, great." But what about the guitar part? And he looks at me, and goes, "No, you're not going to play the guitar. No, he's going to play it." I was like, "Oh no, right?" <laughs> Because I've grown up listening to blues all my life, right? And so I'm like, I've never heard of a blues guy who doesn't play a guitar or piano or a harmonica. He doesn't just stand there and sing. Like, I don't know any of them, right? And so now I'm thinking, oh, they couldn't get Gary Clark Jr. So now they just, they're going with this schmuck who can, like, maybe hold a tune, right? And so I'm like, oh, right? So I go to the first, like, rehearsal where they're showing me what the music is which is in uh, Electric Ladyland Studios, which is yeah. Jimi Hendrix Studios, which is like, I'm a Jimi Hendrix fan, so I was it was like a Muslim oh. going to Mecca. I was like, oh, my God. I walk in, right, and they're just sitting there, um, the the three music directors, Randall Poster. And he's like, uh, look, you're going to listen to the music, and this is the music you're going to sing. And I'm like, okay, great, but hey, guys, does anybody know that I can play the guitar? They're like, you can play the guitar? And I was like, I can play the guitar, right? And they're like, ah, you're not going to play the guitar, right? So they send me away with the music and then I go home and I learned how to play the guitar and I brought it back, right? And so they You did like, that
3: on your, of your own volition. I did it
4: on my own volition because nice. I was like, look, as long as at least I tell them yes. and show them, right? So I bring in the music the next day, right? And I'm like, okay, here's a video of me playing and singing right so like i already know that you've got my voice taken care of that i'm gonna lip sync to here's me playing the guitar and they're like holy shit you can play the guitar and i was like yeah dude i can play the guitar right and they're like (laughs) oh okay well well we gotta ask marty because everything has to go through marty obviously and so i'm like okay so they're like all right so learn how to sing it learn how to play the rhythm and then learn how to play the lead and then we'll figure out which one marty will want you to do and i'm like there's no way the guy has to play the lead. There's no way I'm yeah. playing the rhythm. Like he's gotta play the rhythm. So anyway, make the long long story short, right? I just learned how to play the lead. I was like, I'm playing the lead, I'm playing the lead, playing the lead, right? So I get a word, they get the word from Marty. He's like, okay, you're playing the lead. And I was like, okay, great. But Marty hasn't seen me do it yet, right? So we've been shooting all these other scenes and my, my guitar scene hasn't come up yet, right? So we're doing this rehearsal and Marty's the sweetest guy, right? But uh, we took a break in the rehearsal, and then he walks up to me. He's like, hey, Otto." I'm like, hey, Marty. He's going, so uh, you're playing the guitar now, huh? I'm like, yeah, I'm playing the guitar now. He's like, okay. He turns around and walks away, and I'm like,
5: oh, God. Oh, God.
4: Oh, God. Right, right. So – get to the day of the shoot right and now it's been clear that i can play and the way marty works is that he's got everything set up first and then you go through like a rehearsal and then he comes to set and he is such a legend that it's not it's not because he's an asshole but like when he walks into a room everything goes dead silent it is amazing he's like everything goes silent so everybody's worried that, like, I don't know enough guitar, right? Like, I can tell, right? So I walk into this bar. There's all the extras in the bar. There's Bobby. There's everybody standing there. And they're like, okay, so you're going to be playing the guitar here, right? And I was like, yeah, okay, great. So let's go through a rehearsal. We're going to have a click track so we can play all the music through it. And then you're just going to play along, right? Great. Great. And so they're like, do you know what a click track is? I was like, I don't know. He's like, oh, my God, you don't know. right? So you're going to hear click, 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 and then you, the, the song is going to come in, right? So I was like, oh, okay, great, great. So let's do a rehearsal. Click, 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 boom. The song comes in, and I fucking murder it, right? And everybody's like, oh, wow, right? So we're going to bring Marty in now. Are everything okay? Are you going to bring Marty in? I was like, yeah, bring Marty in. Bring Marty in, right? So... Everything is, like, loud and all of a sudden – and, like, all of a sudden I hear this, like, silence, like, wave come through because Marty's coming in. And he always tells me – he's like, in the morning I'm, like, in a bad mood when he's trying to get out of the house. He's just like, I'm just trying to get out of the house. I'm in a bad mood, but, like, it's okay. It's okay. I just want to go shoot. I want shoot. I want you
2: to know how much I dig that you have a Marty Scorsese impression. Oh, yes.
4: Yeah. Yes, yes. I love the man so much. He's like, so – so he comes up, I'm standing on stage with the band and I've got my guitar and he walks up and he just stomps up and he was like, so you're going to play the guitar, huh? Okay, let's go, let's go, shoot, 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 right? And he stomps around and he goes and sits behind the, um, the monitor. He's like, okay, what are we waiting for? Let's go, right? Click, 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 song comes on and I just shred it, right? And then he comes and then, and then like I hear cut and there's like silence and then he comes around and he goes terrific terrific and then he goes back and then suddenly there's a camera here there's a camera here there's, they're shooting all over the place and i'm like that is the single greatest thing that's ever happened to me like yes. i had all the marty scorsese shots he had like a like a tr- like a track around me where the camera comes around like he went i was like Oh my God. And if I hadn't said, look, hey guys, I can play the guitar, he wouldn't have gotten all of that. Right. So I was like, he was like looking at me. And then Bobby tells me, I know this sounds like I'm just juicing myself up, but then Bobby tells me that, um, uh, what's his face? <laughs> Mick Jagger called in the middle of shooting. He was like, hey, hey, so how's everything going, right? And Bobby's like, dude, Otto is killing it, man. He's like, he's killing it. So he's like, he's telling Mick Jagger on the phone how well I'm doing. And I'm like, you're kidding me. He's like, dude. And I was like, this is the best. Like, if you shot me in the face right now. <laughs> But be fine be fine you know it's good and, and <laughs> it's being a bad.
2: scorsese film that's a chance really yeah yeah they, they, there you go there you go that wow.
4: is so
3: intense <laughs> Oh, thank you awesome.
4: thank yeah. you
3: it's Great. just so inspiring too because you said yes you had the part but yeah. you didn't just show up business as usual yeah yeah you said no i'm actually an artist and you know i can play yeah. and i'm gonna learn this mm-hmm. and Man, yeah. I'm personally proud. <laughs> oh, thank And I'm so you. excited. That's I'm yeah, going to go funny. home and watch and again, that episode
2: yeah. right now. Again, redemption.
4: Yeah, Like yeah. nobody's freaking business. Yeah, I mean, come on. Well,
2: and you know, I wonder, if you had gotten that original part... I know. Would he have thought of you the same way? Would you have gotten this one? No. You know, it... It all happens for a reason yeah. as they say and, Yeah, not to be that's thank yeah. you for sharing thank that Thank you, thank you for letting me Epic story. Really great, but Yes, it
5: was awesome. All right,
2: I, I see no reason not to finish on that note. Yes. So uh, uh coming up it's going to be the end of the show, which means end of show food right Go. after this.
4: All right.
1: They won't stop until they're bobbleheads. This is Funny People Talking.
2: Alright, as if we could possibly follow up that incredible story... Uh, we're going to try to cap it all off with end-of-show food. End of food, which means we're at the end of the show, and our producer, Elsie, always has a little something interesting for us to try that she brings into the studio. We have no idea what it's going to be. It's always a surprise, and uh, here's what will happen, Otto. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get a chance to sample it, mm-hmm. if, if you'll in, indulge us, That's and... Cool uh we can give our feedback and that will also include a rating the rating is on a scale of chickens uh you can mm-hmm. decide how many chickens your personal scale is okay. it can be any number mm-hmm. and uh, you rate it out of that number and uh, and let's have some feedback and enjoy a little end of show food so yeah elsie what uh you you have uh, you don't do this every time. It looks like you have some sort of bottle there. Yes. So what's going on?
0: So um, this is Reverend Nat's hard cider. It's called Cedra del Sol, Ooh. and uh, the reason why it intrigued me: first of all, it's a seasonal release, so that you can't you can't always get this special. Mm. Um, it says the apple's deepest purpose realized, and uh, <laughs> that's fun. There's a quote on here that says, come, friends, I'll bring you the cider. We will drink ourselves full and the night shall be spirited. And that's Reverend Nat. And uh, so the- I don't
2: know why this feels like it it, it connects with the spirit of the scene yeah, you were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. And
0: it's
3: called uh, Cider del Sol. Cidra del Sol. Sol, that's yeah. the sun. Mm-hmm. So- um,
0: the ingredients are uh, Pacific Northwest grown apples, mm-hmm. Philippine cultivated pineapple, Thai originated mangoes, and here's the kicker, and I apologize, Danielle. No, I'm okay. Indian harvested ghost peppers. <laughs> I'm
2: sure it's gonna be great. Danielle uh, is is not a fan of I the, of the spicy. I didn't realize the spice thing mm, was she, not no, your
0: fortune. I mean, I'm going for courageous. it. Courageous, She's right. fun. So I'm gonna open this Yeah.
2: All right, open um, that uh, open that bad partake. boy up there, I'll see.
0: Let me see if I can do this.
3: I personally love Cider mm-hmm. and but you know who's a bigger fan of Cider than me Who? is my character in Dungeons and Dragons.
4: I have. I'm. I can't wait to start that. I have, I not, know. I have
3: not. I'm so excited. But she loves cider, and really? she has a horse, and she feeds her horse apples while mm. she hobnobs with the people at the breweries and at the places where they make cider, and then she mm. throws them back. But she's an elf, so she can drink a lot.
4: Cool. I'm, I'm an <laughs> apple file. I love me some apples. So you what, don't. You don't what's have your to favorite? go to the
3: doctor a lot.
4: Honeycrisp apple is the greatest. Apple yeah. In the world. Thank yeah, you. Those are the greatest.
3: Do you know what I've been on recently is, um, what's the green one?
0: Mm-hmm. Granny, Granny Smith. Smith. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: I've been Granny Smith. Do you know
0: I have a, something to tell you?
5: Ooh,
0: I Tal- Granny mango. Smith apples, if you're feeling kind of bleh, yeah, way better than drinking a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wakes you up, right? Yep and it's better for you.
3: This smells delicious. Yeah, it smells
0: like a big mango. Oh my really really god. Good. Okay, All are right. we going to So ready Trust. set drink. Okay, cheers. Oh, that's delightful.
3: Wow, the pineapple mm. is very present.
2: Oh, yeah. Ooh. This is a little mm. bit to me more like actual like cider as opposed to alcoholic cider Right. like, like regular pressed yeah. cider, this is almost juicy. Mm, yeah,
4: juicy. Juicy.
3: And if you I want. I would have de- – if you hadn't have read the ingredients, I would yeah. have totally picked up on that pineapple mm-hmm. and mango. Tea. But yeah. I'm not mm-hmm.
4: taking any ghost chili no. at Mm-mm. all here.
0: It's
2: not I spicy there, at all. I think there's a slight tang that I'm need getting. It sh- yeah. not or no, anything. No, because be. it's
3: – No, it's going to burst open.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. this. I could drink a lot yeah. of this. I feel it's like. good.
0: I
3: like Yeah, this. let's pop open another one. All right.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Party, and funny people talking. We did
3: have another cider on. It was uh
0: cherry, right? Yeah, you hated it. Mm. Well, okay. you said it tasted like cough medicine. All right. Well, so, it was
5: cherry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay.
0: So now Thanks, it's time so to rate But now I got it's... to drink more cuz yeah, you didn't like it. So <laughs> I like that you didn't like it. Then I
2: got more. <laughs> All right, time to rate. So uh, let's start with Danielle today. Danielle, how many chickens okay. do you give this?
3: I think everyone is going to be shocked. Thank you, Elsie. Okay, this is the first time this has ever happened on the show. Oh, oh no. I'm going to give this 888 chickens out of 888.
6: It's my perfect, it's a perfect
3: score. score. Wow. It's my first perfect score. Yay. Whoa. So Whoa. I love it congratulations. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's it called? Nat?
0: Um, Reverend Nat's Hard Cider. Well, Reverend Nat, Nat's he's a man of God.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. Reverend Nat. I'm feeling but you. Spiritual. I'm going to the church of Reverend mm-hmm. Nat. Very nice. Mm. Alright. So that's Very my perfect good. score.
2: Excellent. Mm. How about you, Otto? What's
4: your score? How many chickens? I think I'm going like 4.5 mm. chickens out of 5 chickens. Nice. What's that's the deduction really for? Um, I, I think I think on my first drink... I, I liked it, but it was unexpected. Ooh. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm giving it a demerit because it wasn't what I was expecting and it's not the cider's fault.
3: But so, you're allowed oh, to demerit. Yeah, demerit all you want.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And it's also my first rating on the show. So it is. I don't, I don't, don't want to be okay. too easy. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. See, that was my problem. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you yes. know, I, um, it's like, I don't know. How how many episodes have we done? Like ten or something. Um. And I've been so harsh every time. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Well, no. So. At
2: least we know, you know, when we do please you, we should feel yes. it means an a lot. Yes. Yeah, but this is very um. good, And Elsie, how many chickens?
0: Uh, sixty-seven out of seventy-two.
6: Oh, deduction mm. for. I
0: really wanted a kick of the ghost, yeah. Pepper. Uh, yeah. The ghost pepper. Yeah, pepper. The
3: ghost pepper is so ghost. I would have liked it's a on, kick
0: from mm. that. It wouldn't it's have had to be stink. fiery, but just a little something, something. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna go eleven yeah, out we're... of eleven out of twelve chickens. Oh. And, and 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 the deduction is actually not because of displeasure. It's the same reason that Elsie gave it's false advertising mm-hmm. in a way. Uh I not for me. I taste I the
3: ghost pepper. Oh. I'm sensitive.
2: Okay. Mm. There you go. Okay. I, I believe it didn't deliver from that standpoint. I get you. However, I will say it's a a, it's 12 out of 12 on actual taste yes. and satisfaction. It, it, yes, yes, yes. yes. I, it was more of a technical deduction right. mm-hmm. on my Me part too. than an mm-hmm. yeah. taste. So yeah. I would drink a lot of this actually. Yeah, so it's
0: good. I'm
3: already failing. Yeah, well,
2: thank done. you. Well done, <laughs> you.
4: Danielle's already done.
2: Woohoo, Danielle. Uh, well, Otto, I yes, must sir. say, what a, what a pleasure. I always love when you get a chance to spend an interview with someone in a conversation. And you feel afterwards like you're just truly glad you met them. Mm-hmm. And you feel a kinship to them. And I, I just want to say thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule. Thank you. Yeah. To join right. us in the studio for a little, little rep scallion yeah, fun sure. and, and conversation. Yes. And for sharing some great stories and insights and, and mm-hmm. per, you know, peeks into the personal and artistic aspects of you. Wow, I appreciate
4: you guys. Yeah, it's you guys are wonderful, so it was a lot of fun. Yay, yeah. I'm
3: so glad.
2: Tell us, uh, so uh, when does the code start on CBS?
4: Uh, we don't have a date yet, but okay. we're hearing end of February. That's the rumors. Oh, before. really? Yeah, That's yeah.
2: Great. So, yeah. gotcha. Great. Yeah. Well, congratulations, and uh, we will absolutely be watching because there's nothing like watching someone you know on a, uh, oh, yeah. a real show. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and. If, if people want to connect with you, whether mm-hmm. it's through social or mm-hmm. whatever, or website, what's the best way for people to find you?
4: Probably Twitter and Instagram, my first and last name, A-T-O-E-S-S-A-N-D-O-H. Yeah. Awesome. All right.
2: Otto Asando. Yes. Uh, a gentleman and a scholar and an actor. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Likewise. Great, great to meet you, sir. Thank you very much for being on Funny People Talking. Pleasure. You are a funny people. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's it for this episode of Funny People Talking and a good one, I might say. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of fun. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. We, we truly do appreciate it. Yes. It means a lot to us. It's why we do the show. And uh, until next time, uh, for Elsie.
0: Um, stay tuned for The Pilot Light, starring Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> Truly.
0: And Danielle.
3: Uh, yeah. And uh, stay tuned for the, the spin-off of The Pilot Light starring uh, Molly Ringwald? the cat-litter grandma.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Lindsay Way better yeah. than what I
3: said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah,
2: thanks for listening. And I'm Mark Rako. Have a wonderful day, everybody. We'll see you next time. bye
1: because monkey business is an American tradition. This has been Funny People Talking. This has been Funny People Talking, a production of Mouth Media Network, copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at @mouthmedianetwork Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening.
0: This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.